Imagine you are a honeybee. You leave your hive one fine spring morning and scout around until you notice a field full of new flowers in bloom. The food back in your hive, which the 15,000 bees in your colony have fed on through the winter, has been getting low. But now, in this field, you have found a new food supply. So you will fill your special honey stomach with nectar and fly the 250 meters back to your hive. The other bees do not yet know where to find the blooms that you've discovered, and your brain is only the size of a pinhead, but it is obvious that if you are to fully utilize this new food source, you will need help. And before summer arrives, your colony could number more than 80,000 bees. But the little bit of pollen and nectar that you would collect in each trip could see your colony starve before each member was fed. So, how do you tell the other bees in your hive where to find the blossoms that you've discovered? Dancing Bees by Robert Doolin In the early 1900s, Australian naturalist Carl von Frisch puzzled over this curious problem. Fascinated with the ways honeybees work together, von Frisch began a deep study of them. He found that one of the most remarkable characteristics of the bees is the way they communicate. In fact, bees have one of the most extraordinary means of communication in the insect world. Von Frisch discovered that bees express themselves not only by feeling and tasting, but also by dancing. To identify the location of a food source too distant from the hive to be smelled or seen by the other bees, the scout does a dance on the honeycomb inside the hive. Other bees gather around and closely follow the dancer. The other bees imitate her movements and note the fragrance on her of the flowers from which the dancer gathered the nectar. If the new food source is nearby, say within 50 meters of the hive, the bee does a circular dance on the surface of the honeycomb. She moves around two or three centimeters, that's an inch or so, then circles in the opposite direction. This tells the other bees the food is close by. The scent they detect on her alerts them to what the new food source smells like. So the other bees leave the hive and fly around in ever-widening circles until they find the new supply of flowers. Now, if the new source of nectar or pollen is distant, the scout makes an ingenious alteration to her dance. She dances the shape of a figure eight, with intermittent movements across the middle of the figure. The distance at which the changeover takes place from round dance to figure eight varies among different types of bees. This does not cause them confusion, for the distance is constant with each hive. Every movement by the scout has meaning for the other bees. They can tell the distance of the food source by the number of times the dancer circles during a given interval and also by her wiggling abdomen. The greater the distance, the more slowly she wiggles. The direction of the food is revealed by the direction and angle the dancing bee cuts across the circle. If she wiggles across the circle straight up, the watching bees know that they will find the food by flying towards the sun. If she cuts the circle straight down, then they know that they will fly away from the sun. If the dancing bee cuts across the circle at an angle, the other bees know that they must fly to the right or left of the sun at the same angle the dancer moved to the right or left of an imagined vertical line. Now, it took von Frisch 20 years to decipher the dances. 
See, this dazzling display of the honeybee dancers is truly a striking feature of the insect world. When we consider the complicated steps of the dance and the detailed information conveyed and understood through it by all the world's honeybees, we are entitled to strongly doubt that this process could ever evolve. So let's try to imagine the system evolving. A bee discovers a field in bloom. She returns to her hive and no one else knows where she filled her honey stomach. She can't tell them herself, so the hive has to wait until individual bees haphazardly chance upon the same field, or she has to keep going back and forward hoping someone else will follow her. Even worse, she may not remember how to get to the field herself. Now let's suppose that one day an enterprising bee manages to invent the dance. How would she communicate it to the others what it meant? How could she ever explain the geometry involved? That the angle she walks across the diameter of the circle is equal to the angle between the sun and the food source. What if the sun goes down before the other bees understand? How does she explain she's invented one dance for a food supply nearby and another for a supply a long distance away? How does she tell them that if she wiggles very slowly, it means the field is very distant, and if she wiggles very fast, it means the field is not far? How will they know that if the dancer walks up the honeycomb, that they should fly towards the sun, but if she flies down, they must fly in the opposite direction? Even more important, if this process slowly evolved over a long time, how would all the bee ancestors have survived while the system of communication was evolving? If they survive without this complicated method, why invent a new system that would be almost impossible to explain? Among the wonders of God's creation, the honeybee provides some startling evidence against evolution and in favor of design and purpose by the Creator. The precisely coordinated language used for the bee's survival has too many necessary and independent parts for such a system to have evolved. We are forced by logic and common sense to conclude that the whole process was implanted in bees at the time of their creation. Just like the creation of the bees, it did not and could not evolve. The dance of the figure eight is also used when bees are selecting a new home site. If a hive grows too large, the queen may leave with part of the colony to search for a new home. She'll leave behind one or more special eggs from which a new queen will hatch. The old queen and her swarm first congregate somewhere such as a branch of a tree. Worker bees are then sent to scout around for a suitable new home site. Then any scout that finds a potential site returns to the others and tells them where her favorite site is by doing the figure eight dance on the surface of the cluster of bees. Then other bees inspect each site and return to the colony to tell the others what they think of it. The vigor of their dancing reflects their reactions to the suitability of the site. Finally, after perhaps several days of house hunting, one of the sites gains overwhelming favor and the swarm moves off to start a new hive there. One researcher watched this dance contest for four days, noting directions and distances of potential sites. He worked out the site, which was rapidly gaining favor, then hurried off to find it. He arrived at the new dwelling place even before the bees did. Such complicated communication seems impossible to explain if you believe bees and their language and their dances have evolved. <laughs> you 
You know, I love listening to podcasts. It's probably the reason I'm producing this one. I have subscriptions to shows of all sorts of topics, but I never let good listens get in the way of good reads, where some of the best resources are to be had. I make the point to read a lot, and that's why I'm glad that I can honestly tell you that Creation Ministries International publishes one of my favorite knowledge sources, Creation Magazine. In four issues a year, our magazine addresses the most interesting and perplexing creation subjects for every reader in the family. Our team of scientists and experts deliver accurate and current information that gives answer to evolutionary arguments and defends your faith. It makes a great evangelism tool for young people too, so you always have something to discuss among your peers in school. The printed magazine's shipping is free, but you say, Joseph, I just don't want a printed magazine. Well, you can give your printed copy to a friend, because the digital edition can be shared on up to five of your household devices, and you'll have access to back issues. Seriously, Creation Magazine is one of the singularly most biblical and scientific publications today, so why not take advantage of it now? Sign up today at creation.com slash magazines. I am Joseph Darnell. For all of us at Creation Ministries International, thanks for listening. <laughs>